0: 50 pass by Nason off the boards, collected here by Taylor Hall. Hall darts into the Islander zone. Taylor Hall takes a three defender, score.
1: Taylor Hall with a blistering shot! Second of the game to extend the lead. The screenshot gets knocked out in front of the net, taken away by Eichel. Eichel sprints back in the other direction. Coming in over the line, Eichel drives a three, back and
0: of the premier players
1: in this National Hockey League. How's it going, everybody? I'm Luke, once again, here with Joe for the Charging Buffalo podcast. This is our first show in quite some time, oh, well over a month. Um, and there's some stuff that's been going on in the NHL offseason. Yes. Uh, uh, yes.
0: Looks- we're going to be able to see Sabres hockey for the first time in what seems like a year.
1: Yeah, it's looking like, was it <laughs> January 15th or 13th, I think was?
0: I think it was sometime in February or March. Oh,
1: February. Oh, yeah. baby. Okay. Yeah, see, uh, so yeah, it's going to be a vastly different season, it seems like, different divisions, which we'll go over. Some uh, crazy stuff going around of course i mean like i want to know how how are we going to look back at these couple of seasons in the years ahead are we going to look at these years with asterisks next to them like well those were the covid years or are we going to understand as a people you know not look through those 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 pessimistic glasses are we going to say you know we know what was going on in the world it's just a game they still played 56 games or whatever is that how we're going to look at it, or are we going to look at maybe, it like, well, let's see, that was kind of a wash.
0: Maybe this season. Yeah. But like, last season, we we didn't need those last 15, 20 games. However, they had left to decide, right. like, oh, they weren't good enough because we right. knew they right. They made that trade to get Wayne Simmons at the trade deadline. They wanted meaningful games in March, and they go out and lose, what was it, like six in a row, and then COVID happens and the season gets shut down, then – they don't even make a 2014 playoff. This year, I mean, I feel like if they make the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, uh, well, we won't put an asterisk next to it. We'll be like, okay, the count is finally reset. The crowd yeah. is over. You can – whatever. Right? Who cares if it's a shortened season with COVID? But if they right. miss – I feel like people are still going to be mad. It's not going to be like, oh, whatever. It was a shortened season. Like, it's 10 years now.
1: People are going to be mad because we want to see what, you know, we want to see our hopes of Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel tearing up the league come true. It's what we've all envisioned. And we want to just, I think, too, we want to just pretend that everything's normal. Right now, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, this is the this is the new normal. This is what they're forced to do. They're still trying. They're playing this under these uh, under these circumstances in the world of pandemic. Uh, so, yeah, I think people just want um, to see it. How would you say they want to see it? How they envision it in their heads, and they just want to, you know, because I think the whole thing about you know fifty six games, however many games they play, it's kind of just it's made up in our head. We've been led to believe that the eighty two game thing is that's what creates a a worthy champion in a worthy season but i mean that was just constructed to make more money
0: right in the end oh, yeah. 82, so, 82 games yeah. was never gonna happen i think right. anyone right. with a realistic mindset on this season would know that like first of all they have to get back on track to what they usually do which is the 82 game season you start in october end in june this way, they're at least able to somewhat get back on track. Because if they did an 82-game right. season, you're looking at, okay, are we going to just completely change how we're going to uh, operate our seasons now and just change when hockey season is? Because if they did 82 games, how are they going to get back to that October start date for the next season? It would completely carry over. Or you would have to have right. an extremely short off season, which – I don't think that was ever going to happen. So I'm okay with six games. I think too, with, with the, the 2021, 22
1: season, not the one that's coming up, maybe we could start seeing fans come back as well. I doubt, I I think they're going to put it up to the teams for this season. Uh, And it could happen this year. Who knows if it's like Florida or something, but uh, I mean, I don't think it's impossible to have socially distanced uh, audiences in the crowd for I think hockey games.
0: The the like you said the 2021 2022 season, I think there will be fans and like I, I think I saw something, it might have been StubHub, I'm not sure, but like they would be under like to get your ticket you need to like provide information that you have received a covid test okay or have the vaccine, which if that's the case then you can have packed stadiums again yeah and by the 2021 2022 season like the vaccine would hopefully be readily available to everyone not just frontline workers and elderly people that are at risk you know right right so and even by the time the playoffs start if they decide not to do the bubbles in the 2014 playoff format uh maybe they can have fans. Cause that's going to be around June. Right. Mm-hmm. You would yeah, it'll think be
1: around there. Yeah. So, and I think
0: I saw somewhere that the vaccine would be kind of available by like May, June around that time period. So mm-hmm. we'll see, like, it'd be nice if there were fans again, but I liked watching the games without fans. Like
1: they did it up real nice. And yeah. you know, I'm sure they, they'd, they'd, uh, they'd find a way to innovate again. That mm-hmm. might be kind of like a beta stage of what they're they're actually capable of doing but no it'll be uh it'll be i'm sure a new experience they'll find a way to make it different from last year
0: i know i'm in the minority here but i'm hoping that they can do the 2014 format again i thought it was fun i liked i liked being able to watch hockey all day long especially in the play-in round i thought the play-in round was more fun than the actual playoffs yeah I, when
1: there's more teams, it's always more fun. Once it gets down yeah. to like the final eight, and you're like, eh, well, there's only two. Games I stopped.
0: I'm, I'm gonna be honest here. I stopped watching after the play-in round. I lost interest. Yeah. I thought I watched basically every game as much as I could in the play-in round, and then yeah. once that ended, I kind of lost interest because I didn't really care as much.
1: Well, it's the feeling of anything could happen. Once Montreal yeah. beat Pittsburgh, I mean, the playoff round, the the, the play-in round was on.
0: It Could have been right? Buffalo. Yeah. Should have been Buffalo. It should have been. It should have been. But, uh, yeah, I think 24 teams would be fun. Like, it's already a 56-game season. You don't have to be, like, all traditionalists and be like, oh, yeah, well, this is how it's always been, blah, blah. You can't go against the grain. It's already different, so why not? Hey, if we're going to recognize the Canadians as 24-time Stanley Cup champions,
1: we can recognize a 56-game season with 31 teams is legit, right? Yeah. You get what I'm and... saying? I mean, they won half of those with six teams in the league, so <laughs> –
0: But also like, I think you got to modify a draft lottery. Don't do this nonsense where the bottom eight teams to make it into the plan round, randomly put in the lottery, just have Seattle in the lottery and have the seven teams that didn't make the plan round in the lottery to Mm -hmm. even out the odds a little bit. If you want to do that, I think that's better.
1: I agree. Uh,
0: Uh, Just the less confusion,
1: the better. I, it was like a drunk man's pitch at the bar <laughs> at 3am at a hotel in a hotel lobby of how to do this <laughs> like you know the stories of like trades going through when both gms were drunk <laughs> i feel like that's how this was conceived it was all yeah. the gms drunk on a. well zoo. you
0: know how about uh we have eight teams that qualified for the playoffs Playing around and we can put them in the lottery and blah blah, blah it makes it most fair. No, like just enough of that. Like, that's yeah, ridiculous. Just, just the teams that don't make it. At least it was the Rangers though, yeah, not like yeah. Pittsburgh.
1: That's yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, the Rangers is, I mean, did they need him? Who knows? But again, it could have been, you're right,
0: it could have been the, the, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. But I like, what i just said put seattle in give them like the third best odds mm-hmm. i think they would be they wouldn't be able to pick below six but like whatever right. uh and then just have the seven non-playoff teams who mm-hmm. didn't qualify for the 2014 playoffs mm-hmm. i think i think that works i don't know yeah. call me crazy i think that works yeah and then that, can you give everybody do even odds that? That. i wouldn't i would make it a little more even than it was but yeah still do the lottery for the top three picks, but yeah hey, if you want to do four picks, I think the n b a does four picks, don't they I believe so yeah, like go crazy, whatever it's a crazy season as it is. why not have some fun with it well right, let's, let's uh let's, let's, look let's at these divisions
1: yeah quickly uh the the Sabres division the Sabres are with the Bruins, the devils, the Islanders, the rangers. The Flyers, the Penguins and the capitals, so the Sabres are pretty much plucked up and placed into the Metro division, just mm-hmm. minus Columbus and minus Carolina.
0: I counted one team, and I'm sure they're definitely better than, and that's the Devils, Devils. Yeah. Like they're probably like a toss-up between the Rangers, but like if you think about it, like how many teams are they for sure better than in the Atlantic, what they were already in, Ottawa? But, like, mm-hmm. they're about the same. Detroit. Oh, yeah, Detroit. Yeah. yeah. Forgot about well, them. I, Boston might be weaker. They
1: might be starting the season without uh, one of their best players. Is it, is it Bergeron or Marshawn who had the uh, the surgery, Ooh. I think? that is not sure.
0: Off early. I, I don't well, think I heard about that.
1: They're going to be without one of their best guys. Uh, is Rask going to play? That's right. Will, will Tuka Rask play? The Devils, of course, are an afterthought for the most part. The Islanders slipped a little bit at the end of the regular season last year. I know they had a, a pretty good uh, playoff run, so that might be null and void. Uh, but maybe they're poised to, to fall off a cliff, too.
0: The Rangers. I don't, I don't believe in the Flyers. I don't think. Yeah, they're, the Flyers
1: are—they're an up and down team. Whenever they do good, every other
0: year, every mm-hmm. other year they'll be good and then they're bad and then right. this, If we're following that trend, this would be a bad year for them. So we'll see.
1: The Rangers are going to have a lot of expectations on them, and
0: I don't gonna think they're going to meet those, those expectations. I don't think they will. I don't. No, because I, I think they're another year away.
1: Yeah, they're definitely another year. They have all the talent. Panarin was a Hart candidate. They have Lafreniere but is Lafreniere going to come in and, and do McDavid rookie production or is he no. going to... Uh, plus, I mean, on paper, they look a lot better, right? I mean, Capo too, but uh, you know that's a good name to it's have. It's all about he development. Have, right, he didn't have the most spectacular... Uh,
0: if is was a top six forward, if Lafreniere's mm-hmm. playing to what we all thought he can, then they're a playoff team, but mm-hmm. I think it all depends on Kako. Plus,
1: uh, Shesterkin... It's still relatively unproven. He did play last season, but he was really good last season, but right. But I mean still... It, and still this won't even be a full season for him. But mm-hmm. and it's gonna be hard. I mean, him and and Georgiev are going into this without a formal uh off season, without a formal training camp to prepare as, you know, one A, one B. Uh Philly, we covered them. Pittsburgh, who knows? I, I mean, you're right they they're either they're either going to the conference final every year or losing in the first round. And Washington, what do you make of them when they can't get past the first round again?
0: I don't know. I feel like they're still they're still gonna be Washington. They They're better than the Sabres. Yeah, I still think they're better in Buffalo, but yeah. I don't know if they're cup contender. Right. At this point. And everything I
1: said there, I mean, I critique the Sabres too. They haven't made the playoffs in years and they perennially underachieve and have never met expectations mm-hmm. but now they have taylor the all
0: install. like i don't right. know like, it looks tough on paper but who knows like there's always upsets every year there's always one team that sneaks in that you didn't think was gonna make it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and one team that drops out that you didn't think would drop out yeah, so and I think Philly could be that team that drops out. I think Pittsburgh could be that team that drops out. I think Boston can.
1: Yeah, I mean they lost. Oh, Tory Crew is gone. Have
0: injuries like you referenced. Might not there's have their goalie Rask gonna play. Like there's question marks.
1: And they already didn't really have any secondary scoring
0: last year. It was oh yeah, just line power everything.
1: Right. Yeah. So Boston is they, they might fall off. I don't think many people are looking at that, but they're a big contender for mm-hmm. uh, underwhelming.
0: Boston just boggles my mind. Like, remember twenty fifteen draft? They traded Lucic. They traded Hamilton. They missed the playoffs. They had those three picks in a row. Yes, they picked DeBrusque, Seneshin and Zaboral, Two busts out of that group. I like Jake DeBrusque, but like, but the year before they picked Pasternak, and then they're fine. Like, mm-hmm. they were destined to go down a rebuilding path, and they're just good. Like, Marshand was going to be a UFA. They extended him to a great contract. Then he becomes a superstar. Mm -hmm. And they're fine. (laughs) That's just insane. Like, how a team like that can have, like, one bad year, Mm -hmm. mediocre season. They fire their coach, and then they're fine again. They're a good organization. That's what it comes down to. Well, Don Sweeney, he was a laughingstock. Remember 2015, like I just said. Like, they made so many horrible moves. And then they're fine. (laughs) I don't get it.
1: Well, they're they're one of those franchises that kind of just they keep coming back. Uh but I don't know. I think it's just it's just uh they have good coaching. They clearly have a good staff and uh I don't know, they've had that that base that's been there for a long time that they've yeah. been able to build around and they have one of the best centers in the
0: game too. Do you think they're gonna bring back Shara?
1: Oh boy, uh Maybe if the rosters expand, right? If they do expanded yeah. rosters,
0: how can they not though? Like they—they they they already lost Krug. They lose Chara. Like that, that, those are two big shots. Of their lineup.
1: That's another but, yeah. thing too. They lost
0: him. He was their captain too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think so their left side is looking kind of weak. Right. If you think about it. Maybe there's a trade there. Not I'm not saying Buffalo or anything. But maybe they'll... Because I think they do have an abundance of right shot D. I don't know. Yeah, Boston should be interesting. I, it's definitely a tough division, though. It's not going to be easy. Either way, it wasn't going to be easy for Buffalo if they're going to make a normal no. playoff how it usually is. But like, without question, if there's a 24-team format, they're making it. Like They have to. They almost it, made it last year, and look at the improvements that – kevin adams and the company have made like they gotta make it if it's mm-hmm. a 2014 format if it's normal i like say they probably hard. don't make it they're probably on the cusp but i don't think they make it i don't know
1: yeah well uh the should we go over the other divisions as well yeah yeah okay the next one uh i love how they're kind of intermingling the conferences as well i, I think that the, the two two divisions do this, but one's because it's all Canada. But Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, and Tampa Bay.
0: That's a weird division.
1: It's a really <laughs> weird one. Apparently, St. Louis got their way into the Western Division because of their 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 their, their um the network that broadcasts their games preferred. Oh those time slots yeah. Interesting. and i think it was uh chicago or one of the other teams like agreed they found mutual ground pretty much and said okay yeah it's best if we're in the central and or what we'd call the central and you're in the west division which oh, okay. the west division consists of anaheim arizona colorado dallas la san jose st louis and vegas so no, that's uh, a
0: rough looking division.
1: That is, <laughs> there's like yeah. three
0: good teams in there.
1: Yeah, so Colorado, St. Louis, and Vegas are, and well, Dallas is there Dallas too. So, yeah, I, I still don't four, think Dallas
0: is a good team. I, I don't, I don't know why. I just don't, don't trust them. They're kind of the,
1: the the 1990s grit and jam team. Yeah, that doesn't go away,
0: mm-hmm. but uh, there's the Canadian division left, right? Yes,
1: yes, the Canadian division, which. Toronto will probably win that, right?
0: Uh yeah, probably. I mean, but Vancouver, Jets, though. Van- oh, yeah, I think Vancouver. The See, this could be a better
1: it. division than we think.
0: Calgary, too. I've, what yeah. does Montreal make a jump? Montreal makes a jump. I think definitely. So that, that should be that, an that, interesting division. That it be will.
1: It will. Uh. Oh, the trade. The trade. The trade. Phone is ringing. Sorry, I had to mute that. Uh, no, that'll be a fun one. Sportsnet is going to reap some major yeah, to make a ton, that. ton
0: of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you see Eugene Melnick say that uh, he could see Ottawa winning the Stanley Cup? No. I thought I saw that somewhere.
1: Sports, okay. Incompetent sports owners have been saying that forever now.
0: Except for They, they, all, they all say that
1: and they, and they don't actually act on it. You know, the dude, the guy, okay, the guy who just bought the Mets. Said that the Mets will win a World Series within five years. <laughs> they all do this because they all have egos and they 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 don't want to think. They're so used to people doing the work for them and saying yes that they just assume it'll happen. They all say this. All of them say this. Terry
0: Fugula said it. The reason for existence yes. is to win the Stanley Cup, and they I, haven't made the playoffs in ten year, nine years. We'll see. These are ten.
1: rich guys who have no PR skills who think that's just the way to appease the, the little guy that's coming to their games. That's all it is. He's, he's delusional. He's an idiot. Ooh,
0: we have uh, some World Junior news. Oh, is this the cuts? Yes. Yes. Will, what do, what do you think? Do you think Jack Quinn is in the first round of cuts?
1: Uh, well, I looked, actually. Do you want me to say?
0: Yeah, no, I I got it. I got it. Okay. So, uh, two goalies get sent home, Brett, Brichu and Tristan Lennox.
1: Tristan Lennox. Uh,
0: forwards, oh, no. Adam Beckman, Tyson Forrester, Hendricks Lapierre, Cole Schwintz, and a big surprise, Shane Wright. Shane projected Wright. Rejected first overall pick in 2022 has been sent home. So it looks like Jack Quinn, he's got a pretty good chance of making this team. I don't know if that's like their final, uh, set of cuts, but. Nine
1: more to come after tonight's oh, nine more Ooh.
0: intra-squad scrimmage. Jeez. Okay, yep. I, th- I still think Quinn makes the team. I still think mm-hmm. he makes it, but I'm shocked that Shane Wright was cut. It's a good team. It's a really good Canada team. But Well, Shane Wright, maybe they told him, Man, I come back stronger, kid. Whoa, what is he, 16 or 17 right now? Ah, he's probably 17. 17. No, he's probably 16. Come back stronger next year. He's a stud, though. That guy's going to be so
1: good. Can't hang on the big boys yet. You know who fell off a cliff is Antonio Stranges. Remember, he was yeah. like the hottest thing at uh-huh. the start of last year. He
0: was like a fifth or sixth-round pick Dallas picked yeah. him. Yeah. Wonder yeah. I don't know. I didn't really watch a ton of junior games last year. So, I don't know what happened. Yeah. But definitely a talented kid. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Well, you anything good, else on the divisions before we – Get into the reverse retros. No, I want to. I want to get right into the jersey talk. Yeah. Did, did you buy a reverse retro Sabres jersey yet? No, too expensive. I bought one. It was uh, Rasmus Dahlin because is it uh, worth for it? my ah,
1: uh,
0: I I don't have it yet. Obviously, because my oh, you know, okay. one Buffalo is a joke. But <laughs> yes, uh, it's like forty dollars more expensive than the other teams are charging. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Pagulas, I get you're broke, but come on, man. Uh, you know what I don't like
1: about the Adidas jerseys that they sell is the numbers. They're really? kind of like screen printed on there. They feel worse than they're not screen printed, but you can tell they're ironed on or whatever, heat pressed. Yeah, but they're they're worse than the
0: Reebok numbers. I did love, like the Reebok numbers though. Yeah, those I don't those think were I've nice. Notice the difference.
1: And like like I. My winter classic one that I have, it's nice because it's all stitched on, and you know the numbers feel real and they're felt. Uh, but I don't know the the Adidas jerseys I have seen with numbers on them don't impress me much.
0: Yeah, I, I was just thinking as you were saying that Adidas has made a ton of Sabres jerseys
1: they have so far. Oh, look, Eric Bottomer.
0: Yeah, like. They oh got boy. the the navy set. They got the royal set. You got the winter classic. You have the fiftieth anniversary, and now you have the verse retro. Like, right. and I have all of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot of. Money. I don't have the new three yet. Uh, the royal blue set. I got a shipping note notification email, but like I don't have them yet. It's been like a week, but mm-hmm. I did get in touch with uh shop one buffalo, and they said that couple weeks ago they would be coming out soon so the hold up if you're still waiting on your your jerseys they should be coming soon
1: well what do you think what do you think of the design choice are you a fan of the white are you a fan of the butter knives being brought back
0: i i've always loved the butter knives look i know a lot of people dislike the jersey but i think it looks beautiful i love it um i know people wanted the goat head but I don't know a pipe dream like yeah you want everyone wanted the red and black I feel like people would have been disappointed if it was a royal blue goat head because it was an oh it should be red and black blah, blah. but it's reverse retro like it wouldn't have worked like it's the current colors some potential options would have been like a red and black look of what they wear now which is just like yeah no no thanks mm-hmm. uh a royal blue goat head well, remember the red fashion jersey, the goat head, the yeah. red goat head? That I think that would have looked good. That would have looked good. Yeah. But uh, the goat black had the butter people. knives even. Oh, would've that would have been cool. But like red and black goat head wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. Like I could see it coming back soon, seeing the fact that they have the blue and gold goat head on the shoulder patches. Mm-hmm. Should be a positive sign. Maybe the door is open. Yeah, the door is open for it to come back. But Mm -hmm. I don't think it would have happened. It's reverse retro. It wasn't going to happen. So I know everyone wants the red and black back, but I think it's going to happen. So I like the jersey. You know what?
1: This is how we get it back. We start the the Twitter hashtag Bring Back the Red and Black. (laughs) That's how it happens. Rally the the community. He's
0: doing all the Sabers jerseys. He knows what the fans want. Yeah. It's going to happen. Like They're going to have a third jersey soon. And wouldn't it be nice if they do a f- like, continue to wear the reverse retro, too? Have four jerseys? That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Who knows it's if that coming. actually happens, though? It's going to happen. It's just be patient. Yeah. It's just like Royal Blue. It's going to happen. Just it's be good. patient.
1: Just be patient. Uh, My favorite piece of trivia, though, about this... Is that the Sabres considered fifty con- or over fifty
0: concepts? I think it
1: was. That's a lot.
0: I yeah, wish. Than- I want to see the concepts.
1: I and you know what? If that's the case, they one hundred percent hit a grand slam with this one because I guarantee it could have been ten times worse than what we actually got.
0: And they actually stayed true to the original design too, right? Which now people were surprised that uh, they even put the goat head on uh, huh. because yes, you yes. know the whole controversy with losing the rights to it like they have it like come on yeah.
1: it's how estranged uh they've become from that logo mm-hmm. people just don't it's like the it's like the, the the uncle that is moved to the other side of the country because he hates the family you don't expect to <laughs> show up at thanksgiving what but do do? i you mean those concepts those concepts could have been like slight color variations to this. Yeah, might have yeah. been you know the the design they wanted to go with the whole time, but uh, no, no navy. doubt. What's that? Could have been navy. Could have been navy. That's right. I mean, they've been it working could have been on black this how long? Uh, but I absolutely believe the Goathead had to have been one of those. Oh right? yeah, they had to have looked at the original Goathead and said, "Here's what it'll look like." So, there has to be mock-ups somewhere out there.
0: They're somewhere, and they'll get leaked someday, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I thought it was going to be the 40th anniversary jersey, but white. Mm. With the Buffalo script on it. Yeah, like the, same it. Jer- the same jersey as the, the Winter Classic, yeah. but with the uh, Buffalo yeah. script. That's what I thought it was going to be. It would have looked nice, mm-hmm. but it would have just been too darn similar. Well, that, if you remember when they released the the new home and away jerseys, uh, that was in the concept art. That's right. The away jersey, if you remember. That's right. So that's why I thought that that could be it. Because like, oh, it's the lazy Buffalo Sabres organization. Of course, they're just going to recycle something that they already thought was going to happen. Yeah. But no, they. I like the jersey. I know it's. Not I would not say a fifty-fifty split, but a big chunk of fans on Twitter don't like it because they wanted the goat head. Now, what is the deal
1: with all of the gray
0: on these on these jerseys, though? Just I don't across, know, I, don't, the I don't mind it. It's it's whatever, but it's not a lot of gray on the Sabers ones. There's a lot of gray. I, I think that's what you're referencing. There's a lot of gray on the just unnecessary series. gray. The Sabers had gray in the original. Yeah, so that makes sense. That's not a big deal,
1: but like the Whalers, the Red Wings, just no inspiration whatsoever.
0: What? But like, I, I understand the challenges when designing a reverse retro Detroit Red Wings jersey. Right. What are your? They could have done
1: like a Detroit Cougars
0: jersey or something cool. Get a little creative, or even like the Winter Classic jersey with the the big D.
1: Yeah. Something
0: with like, like the that. medieval
1: uh scripts kind of yeah. from two thousand nine. Yeah. Do something different with that. But no, uh, it's just it's super uninspired. You I you want to talk about the Toronto one too. Yeah. Okay. The Toronto one is so weird. It's it's one, it's gray, which is Omac flag for me. But why <laughs> did they take the nineteen seventies jersey style and slap the nineteen sixties logo on there?
0: yeah that I don't know. It's kind of confusing because like not many I don't think any other teams did like a mishmash no. kind of look like Toronto did. Like they just kind of took a original and then switched the colors around. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I th- originally, I thought it was white, like the stripe along the sleeves. I thought that look, would look good, but when I realized it was gray, I'm like, yeah, I the don't know.
1: only other team that did that, and for obvious reasons, is the wild.
0: Yes. I Pitchers. I like the very nice look. I wish it would change their color scheme to that. Honestly, I really like the the Minnesota North Stars look. And speaking of stars, Dallas, like what are I don't like it. Do you, what do you think?
1: They there was so much potential there, so much potential, and they squandered it. What are and they, they're wearing what are they white pants, I believe too, with it.
0: Yeah, and glow. Everything yeah. is white. It, I mean, it looks modern i guess but i don't like it they i really think that the old jersey pattern that they had in the 90s and 2000s it would look so good with their current color scheme i don't understand why they wouldn't just go forward with it listen if this is modern then the
1: future must be extremely exciting because this is super boring and it can't get much more boring than this can it
0: well, you look at their third jersey too, black and neon. What are they trying to accomplish here? Trying to look to be a more quote-unquote modern look? I don't they, know. look like <laughs> they look like scientists. It looks like a smock. <laughs> like scrubs. The Columbus Blue Jackets did great. I love the Blue Jackets jersey, yeah. The teams that went with red. Uh, Capitals, too. They look really good. Yeah, the
1: Capitals... Vegas, I think, was stellar because they threw back to the Las Vegas IHL team. Mm -hmm. I think it was the Thunder, Las Vegas Thunder.
0: I like that more than their third jersey, the gold one.
1: Yeah, it's a nice look. I think I I think I like it so much because it looks like it could have been worn in two thousand six. You know, it looks like an alternate. Like (laughs) it looks like CCM could make that, Mm -hmm. which again, it's based off of that era. But the Canucks too.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, they really did a good job.
1: They did a good job. It somehow looks better this way than it did with the the navy blue and red. Agreed. But I I do wish, and I said this to you off the air, but I wish they did a white version of the V logo, the flying V.
0: I'm kind of surprised they didn't do the flying V. I thought that's what they were going to do. That would look so nice,
1: a white base with a, a blue and green V.
0: Most of the jerseys, now I think of it, were really good. Like, yeah, like Florida's is really good. Tampa's is nice. Car- like the teams like Carolina and uh, Colorado doing the throwbacks to defunct teams. To right. those are really nice. I Tampa's, love the Kings. The Kings jerseys. The Kings is really nice. Phenomenal. Yes. Anaheim doing the Wild Wing. Like, ooh.
1: I'm a big fan of Nashville's too.
0: Yeah, I like theirs. I like that the was devils just, it was going back to the Christmas tree look. Uh, I don't know. What, what else? Uh, Tampa. I do like Boston's. I think Boston's looks good. Now, Tampa's looks good. For Tampa's, did you ever notice the stripes
1: underneath the arms? The victory stripes? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I never noticed them. Hmm. I felt like I was going through, uh, what, you know, the Berenstein or Berenstain Bears thing. Like, which one is it? I feel like I was <laughs> I going so. down, down a wormhole like that where I was like, wait a minute. No, I never saw those. Those never existed. But apparently victory stripes <laughs> are a thing. Yeah. And they wore them when they won the cup. So they have stripes between their arms. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, some teams did outstanding.
0: Who were the really bad ones? I'm trying to remember. I like Ottawa's. Ottawa's looks nice. I get that it's just like a different colored jersey of what they have now, but I really like that. Uh, Who were the really bad ones? Detroit, obviously. The Jets were really bad with the gray. Any team that picked gray is like their primary color. The Sharks
1: did gray good, though. I think the Sharks did good.
0: Hartford, the Hartford Whalers jersey looks good, too.
1: You know which one kind of underwhelms me? Uh, the Rangers.
0: Yeah. Ooh, uh, Calgary with the horse head too. I really like that. It's a yes, clean look. they
1: did really good there. A lot of people don't like the Islanders. I agree. They could have done something more fun. They could have it done. Could the be orange.
0: Legs. Yeah, like, it could be mean, orange. Like you didn't you have to do the Gordon Fisherman. It could have been an orange jersey with the navy blue. Right. You didn't. It looks just like what they're wearing now. It's boring. Mm-hmm.
1: I think my favorite though and there's a lot of good ones my favorite is probably the Canadians the more I look at the Predators that's really growing on me I think that's really nice the
0: Blue Jackets is beautiful and the Capitals is just outstanding I think my favorite is the Kings or the Capitals Mm -hmm. the Blue Jackets though the Blue Jackets and
1: the Predators are really growing on me those are really nice Mm -hmm. looking
0: All right. Uh, also some news the Cincinnati Cyclones, Buffalo Sabres ECHL affiliate, opting out of this season. So yes, I don't think there were going to be any like Sabres prospects playing in Cincinnati this year. I know Ugo Pekalukinen was, uh, over there all for most of last season, and he was the ECHL All Star even, but I don't think he was going to play there. I think he's going to stay in Finland for the remainder of the season in TPS. He's actually playing pretty well, too, from what I hear. Uh, maybe if there is an AHL season, he comes over and plays some games there, but I think playing in Finland would be the best mm-hmm. course of action for him going forward. I don't, I don't have much else to say on the Cyclones because who really cares about the Cyclones?
1: Right. Uh, if anything, it, I mean, yeah, there's there's nothing really to add. <laughs> Not gonna pretend like I care about the Cincinnati Cyclones, honestly.
0: <laughs> uh, remaining unrestricted free agents. Do you have any guys in mind that you would like to see get contracts from the Sabres? I know they don't really have cap space, but is there any guys on the free agent list? Honestly, no. I mean, interest?
1: Mike Hoffman is the best name out there, and I don't think that's going to happen. We made our moves. I think the Sabres are done. and
0: Yeah, really, I think they're done, too.
1: I'd prefer if they just diverted their attention to focusing on the difficult year that's coming.
0: I think the only guy I would really like is Michael Granlund, if they can get him for cheap. Like a one-year deal, cheap. I just wonder if some of these guys are going to just play
1: overseas or something.
0: Like, what's happening? The guys on here, off. I'm shocked. the like, Connor Sherry's still unsigned. Like... That's a surprise. Eric Halla. Uh Andreas Athanasiu is still available. Yeah, one's like, surprising. Chara, like we mentioned earlier, he's available. Duclair is available. Corey Perry, your guy. Ryan Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, there's a lot of players that are still available. Slater Cuckoo is still available. He played pretty well for Chicago in the playoffs last year. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a surprise, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys available that I'm really surprised are still unsigned. Travis Hamnick even. Uh, well <laughs> Carl Soderbergh. I was
1: really interested in Tyler Mott, but I believe he signed somewhere.
0: I think he was in RFA with Vancouver, so I think he's still there. Hmm. Uh Soderberg. Sammy Vatnan is still available. Wow. I think teams just don't have the money. They're scared to spend the money right now. It's true. Like and if you look at players don't want to give in there's a lot of RFAs still unsigned. And if you look at teams with cap space, there's not a lot of teams that have it. Like actually never mind. The Doubles still have seventeen million, the Kings have thirteen, Nashville twelve, Ottawa twelve, Detroit nine, Columbus nine, but like some of those teams still have RFAs to sign. Mm So either these guys are going to have to take really cheap prove-it deals if they want to play in the NHL this season or go overseas. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: All right, the World Juniors is coming up. Lots of COVID cases running rampant throughout Uh, teams' bubbles, if you will. Uh, Some Sabres prospects that – are expected to play in the tournament for USA Ryan Johnson. He's off to a pretty decent start at the university of Minnesota this year. He's got like four or five assists through a mm-hmm. handful of games. So he's been impressive Uh for Germany. John Jason Paterka, you were raving about him as we were talking before yes. the, start of the episode. Yeah. Before we went on the air, Paterka's going to be good. I think I, he's playing against the right? Uh Yeah. He's playing in the Austrian league. He's not playing in Germany right now, but, I think the Austrian league got shut down. A lot of the leagues overseas got shut down, so because of COVID. So, but he had like a five assist game a couple week, like a week or two ago. And that was nice to see. Obviously, the Austrian league not as talented of a pool as Germany, but playing against men at least. So good for him. I. It's nice to have a second round pick, a Saber second round pick that isn't a safe pick. And you yes. have hope, like, realistic hope that he's actually going to be good. Like, when was the last time we had that? Like, Gooley, Brandon Gooley in 2015? It's been, like, five years since they've had, like, a good second-round pick. And Gooley was an off-the-board pick at that point, too, because, like, I remember I wanted Vince Dunn
1: mm-hmm.
0: with that pick. I thought they were going to pick Dunn because I remember watching the Prospects game that year, and Tim Murray went – on the intermission show. And he was like, Oh yeah, we really like Vince Dunn. And I'm like, okay. So he probably just gave away a secret here. They're going to pick Dunn, but they didn't, they picked Brandon Gouley and people really liked him. And then they traded him for Brandon Montour and the rest is history. So, mm-hmm. but besides that, like Justin Bailey, I think I remember people were really high on Brennan Lemieux, but he wasn't really a prospect for Buffalo for that long, but there's hope for John Jason Patzerka. I really like him. He's good. He's a talented player. Uh, and for Canada, Sabres two top prospects: Jack Quinn and Dylan Cousins. Cousins is going to make a team. He was on the team last year. Quinn still on the bubble. There's, I would you say, nine cuts left to make. So
1: yes, nine cuts to make after today's inter squad scrimmage
0: well he's I think today he's on a line with Quinton Byfield, so I don't like I said before to you before we started recording you don't play with Quinton Byfield and then get cut right if, like Byfield's gonna be has anybody else part. been
1: playing with Byfield?
0: Ah uh, let's see I know uh cousins was playing with uh he was playing with Kirby Doc and Someone else. Connor McMichael maybe? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the line combos here. Caden Ghooley is expected to make it. Speaking of goolie Uh I don't see yeah, I don't see it anywhere. But uh, maybe if I search
1: Quinn
0: Byfield. I'll be able to find it. Krebs, Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs, wow. Yeah, Quinn, Byfield, Krebs, McMichael, Cousins, Doc. That was the line for yesterday's game. So, yeah, I think we're going to get into some predictions or questions that we have for the next season. And I think we can lead right in with this. I think Jack Quinn is going to make Team Canada Dylan Cousins is also going to make Team Canada. Mm -hmm. But I think both of them are going to have amazing showings, and they're going to win the gold medal. Canada's going to win. And I think Quinn is going to play so well at the World Juniors. (laughs) This is an extremely bold prediction. I think he's going to play so well that he's going to make the Sabres opening night lineup. Wow. He's gonna make he's gonna, bold. He's gonna make the team. Jack Quinn is gonna make the Sabres. He's gonna get I don't think he's gonna stay around though. I think he's gonna make the team. He'll probably play a game or two mm-hmm. look out of place. But I think Jack Quinn is going to make the Buffalo Sabres solely because of a dominant goal scoring show that he puts on at the World Juniors. That's my extremely bold prediction that people are gonna laugh at. But well, I can see it happening if he's playing by field at the world juniors, he's going to score so many goals. He's going to put like a, up a goal game and people are going to be hyped. They're going to, they're going to see him in training camp and he's going to make the team. He's going to make the team. Well, looking ahead, there is room for him, but not at center. So there's, there's like one spot and it's like a toss up between roots, and a bunch of other, like depth guys like Lazar, Reeder. Like, mm. And like, if you think about it, where else is Jack Quinn going to play? Is the OHL going to play? There's no checking in the OHL either. So like, what's the point? Like right. he's an older player for his draft year. Like say, okay, if Jack Quinn was born like a few days earlier, he would have been in the 2019 draft. Hypothetical, Quinn is a first round pick in that draft. He'd be playing in the NHL. Like people wouldn't be saying, like, "Oh, he needs more time to develop." Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying this is the case. I'm not saying shoehorn Jack Quinn into the lineup. But like, same thing with Marco Rossi. Like, if they were picked in 2019, people wouldn't be having these concerns. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, what do you think? You think my <sighs> scenario is out there?
1: Man, I just I don't know if...
0: <sighs> Quinn. I don't know.
1: Cousins, though, I think can make the leap. Cousins is making the team. I will be shocked if he doesn't. It's just people are going to be throwing fits. I feel like if he's not if he's not playing center,
0: I feel like he will play. Is that fair? I think he's going to play center. But is he going to displace Cody Eakin or Zemis Gergensen? Gergensen hasn't played center since what has it been like 2015, I don't. He's playing the wing. Okay, we'll, fair we'll, get enough, our, we'll get into our mock lineups in a little bit, but let me swap that in my lineup. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think Cousins is going to play center unless they move like Reinhardt. Here, center. you know what? Let me make a quick adjustment here. Yeah, I think Cousins makes the team. I think he's going to play center. I think he's going to play well. Another, w- will he make the team? Question. We got two more. Uh, Casey middlestat What do you think? No, I think he gets traded. That's my prediction. I, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mm-hmm. think the fact that he's. Why haven't they unsigned, signed him yet? Right? He's probably asking for big money. Not big money, but like you look at like Tage Thompson as a comparable. Like he's making $1.4 million. He's probably asking for something the same because if I'm Casey Middlestead, I'm saying, hey, what about me? You guys picked me eighth overall a few years ago. Why aren't I getting a million and four? Yeah. This guy was a twenty-six overall pick, you didn't even draft him. You know, mm-hmm. like like his logic behind asking for a lot of money would make sense if that's the case. But I think they're gonna trade him. What's his yeah. market value? I have no idea, but maybe they can get a second round pick for him, or maybe they can do the Alex Nylander trade again and get a a nice win of a trade. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more will-this-guy-make-the-team question. Are two roots aligning? No. I feel like it's just too much at this point
1: to get him imported, get him overseas with the way things are right now.
0: Well, Finland shut down their league, so depending on how long it is, maybe they can get him over here and play and train. I feel like
1: they should start right now.
0: I feel like – I know I saw on Twitter Nico Heischer is coming back over from Switzerland, so that'd be nice. So, yeah, it could happen. I think, yeah, the only reason I think that he wouldn't make it is the logistics like that that you just brought up. But I think he's definitely talented enough to play in a top-nine role on the team. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll be playing in Rochester, though, if the AHL opens up. I think he would be in Finland or in Buffalo, one of the two. Next question. Will Rasmus Dahleen finally get first pairing minutes this season? Yes. I don't think there's any other way for them to go about this. I think they have to play Rasmus Dahleen on the first pair. Mm -hmm. You're in year three. Just do it. Come on. Yes. All right. And And the reason that I think he will get first pair minutes. is because Rasmus Verstallin's minutes will not be reduced? do you think they're going to cut on Rasmus Verion's minutes? oh boy it's 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 hard to say
1: no at well, I mean it's hard to say uh yes at this point uh I'm gonna go with no because I have him uh on my first pairing actually
0: mm-hmm still. Yeah, so the Rasmus-Rasmus connection. I think that's the only pathway to get uh, rasmus Darlene, uh top pairing minutes. Uh, some goaltending questions. Will Uko Pekalukunen play games at any point in Buffalo this season?
1: I think it's certainly possible if things are not looking good at the end of the Getting year. Getting
0: off the rails, yeah. Which
1: is likely, certainly mm-hmm. likely. We yeah. saw
0: that with Allmark during uh, probably two, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. He would get some starts. So yeah, I think I think it's possible. Like especially in the scenario that you brought up, where if they're garbage, let's <laughs> yes. probably give him a look, depending on how he's playing in Finland or in Rochester. Either way, yeah. Uh, who will get the majority of starts in goal? Carter Hutton or Linus Allmark? Uh, Linus Allmark. Agreed. I think that's yes. Slam dunk, but Hutton he's he's been their starting goaltender the past 2 years. So mm-hmm. who knows what happens there. Maybe he's not blind anymore. Like maybe he can stop the puck, who knows. Uh now <laughs> final final prediction. Will the Buffalo Sabres make the playoffs? I'm going to do it because in my heart of
1: hearts, I believe this. Yes. I think it's it's just it's looking – they've made too many moves. They've, they've made it a point, I think, this offseason. The first time in a really long time, they've made it a point where they said
0: – We're going we're for
1: this. it. Yeah, we're going for this. I, I believe. Take it to the bank.
0: I, my heart tells me I should say yes, but my brain tells me no. Yes, man. I don't know. know I don't don't want to see a 10 year playoff drought. And I'm afraid of what happens if they do miss the playoffs miserably. Mm -hmm. Because if they're out of it by the trade deadline, what happens with Taylor Hall? What happens with Eric Stahl? What happens with Brandon Montour? What happens with Jake McCabe? Those are all their pending unrestricted free agents on the team right now. What happens with Jack Eichel? What happens with Sam Reinhardt? What happens with Rasmus Ristelainen? You're looking at an all-new team. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Yeah. yeah. If, I wonder what the loss of
1: uh, Larson will mean, though, in the long run. Yeah. Who's good defense forward like that. I think Toby Reeder is probably projected to take that role, right? Possibly, yeah.
0: But, like, if they're out of it, the deadline, do they trade Taylor Hall? I mean, they probably should, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're out of it, I mean, uh, wasn't there some kind of provision, though,
1: that didn't allow him to be traded when he signed here?
0: No, he doesn't have any trade protection in his contract. Wow. So he can be traded to literally anywhere.
1: Hmm.
0: But yeah, if they miss the playoffs, does that mean Jack Eichel's going to request a trade? What happens there? Does that mean then they go into a rebuild and trade Sam Reinhart? Probably <laughs> what happens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It should be interesting. They have to be good. They have to be good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shall we go into our mock lineups? Yes. I actually made two mock lineups: a uh, realistic lineup and an out there lineup. So which one would you like to hear first? Let's hear the the realistic one. All right, so my forwards, I have uh, Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, Victor Olofsson, Mm -hmm. Jeff Skinner, Eric Stahl, Sam Reinhart, reuniting the Carolina boys. And on third line, R2 Ritzleinan, Dylan Cousins, and Tage Thompson. Mm -hmm. Fourth line, Gergensons, Eakin, and Oposo. Defense, uh, the Rasmai, Darlene, and Ristleinan. Uh, Montour on the left side because there's too many right shot D with Yokiharu. Uh, I think playing Montour Yoki Yokiharu would be good because you got a good defensive guy to play with Montour, kind of let him do his own thing. That'd be nice to see. Uh, and Jake McCabe and Colin Miller. And obviously Allmark and Hutton. And then the taxi squad because there's a talk of an expanded roster for this year. Uh, just, I picked like Six guys and an extra goalie. Uh, Toby Reader, uh, C.J. Smith, Curtis Lazar, Rasmus Asplund, and then for defense, Morgan Irwin, Casey Nelson, and Dustin Tikarski. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, uh, you can give yours, and then I'll I, I'll give you my out, out there on. idea for forwards.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Oh well, you know what? Let me make a little adjustment here before we go into it because I. I don't know why I didn't include this man. Okay. So, first line, I have Eichel centering Taylor Hall and Victor Olofsson. I think that's a slam dunk line. Uh, Eric Stahl will center Jeff Skinner and Samson Reinhardt. Cody Eakin. Now, this is the new defensive line, okay? Cody Eakin will center Zemke Skiergensen and Kyle Lopozo. And... This line is, is a little bit interesting, okay, because you have the veteran on there. Dylan Cousins with Toby Reeder and Tage Thompson, hmm. which could be setting up Cousins for failure. But, I mean, oposo's played likely. in the fourth line if you have to move him down, whatever. Uh, defense, I have Darlene with Ristolainen. I tried going for a will this work and also handed this thing, left-right guy. Yeah. Uh, Henry Yokiharu and Jake McCabe. Which I think they played together a little bit last year, and Brandon Montour and Colin Miller, which could be a catastrophic unit. But I mean, mm-hmm. we don't have much except for AHL guys below them. And then goaltenders, I have Allmark starting over Hutton. Uh, with I'd rather see uh, Jonas Johansson than Dustin Tokarski, honestly, as the third goalie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think Tokarski would be the guy, though. I don't know. Takarsky hasn't played in the league in forever, though. Yeah, Johansson was bad last year in Buffalo, though. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. Bad. I don't know. Uh, Our predictions are pretty similar. I think uh, your cousin's line was different from mine, and then Mm -hmm. uh, we had two defense pairs that were different, but for the most, were pretty similar. Now, time for my my out out there Jack Quinn idea. Uh, Yes. Now I don't want Jack Quinn on the team. I'm just prefacing that. Like I think I legitimately think if he has a good WJC that like he's gonna make the team. Uh Hall Eichel and Tage Thompson. Skinner Reinhardt Stahl, Olafson Cousins Quinn. Imagine the goals from that line. Yeah. <laughs> like if Cousins can dish the puck to these guys, they're going to score like that. That would be fun to watch just saying. And then Gergensen, Zeke and Oposo. There's my out there ideas for forwards. I'm just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I think that's all we've got. Do you have Anything else you want to touch on before we close out? No.
1: Uh, we did have one person ask who did it better. And it was a picture of Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld and Jack Eichel's current carnation,
0: his current look. Um, I gotta Jack, he looks Jack homeless. Jack looks homeless. Mm-hmm. I hope he's okay. Dude needs a
1: shave and a shower.
0: Also, uh, we want to give a little shout out to our friends over at the Saber Metrics Podcast. Uh, our good friends Walt and Bill. They started their own podcast. They do a really good job. And episode two, they just released that the other day and go check it out. They're on SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, yeah, you can follow them on Twitter too at the Sabermetrics Pod. Yes, and also Justice and Hockey as well. If you head
1: over there and use the uh, code TCB at checkout, you'll get ten uh, percent off your, your little order there. So head on over and uh, do the thing. Buy some stuff here. Make yourself happy during this sad time.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. And you can also follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Also, Charging Buffalo Instagram almost at 10,000 followers. Wow. Wow. Feels like just yesterday when I made that account. Sophomore year of high school. Jesus. Oh. I remember uh, I remember Yeah you remember The real OGs I was there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The real OGs mm-hmm. uh, Also yeah Follow them on Twitter and Instagram At The Charging Buff You can follow us on Twitter as well Joe JoeTCBNHL At L V K E T C B. Hopefully there's more to talk about In the coming weeks We can bring you more regular podcasts As the season approaches and during the season as well. Hopefully we can finally do a playoff podcast for the love (laughs) of God. That's all we want. And we appreciate you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Let us know, and we'll see you in the next one.